0: with you, Susan Rosen.
1: Hello, this is your host, Susan Rosen. And today's podcast is called What Song Makes You Get Up and Dance? And the reason it's called that is because I'm going to be talking about the relationship between music and your brain. And part of that has to do with why certain songs make you just want to start moving. So we all love at least one, but probably many different kinds of music. Personally, I love classical and country and rock and roll, jazz, opera. Gotta throw in hip hop. There's probably not very much music that I don't like. And so I'm sure that you're getting that idea. Music itself provides many kinds of unique benefits through its effects on the brain. And when I say music, I mean both listening to and or playing music. If you're playing a musical instrument, you're using a different part of your brain than when you are just listening. If there are lyrics with the music you're listening to, then you are also activating the language part of your brain at the same time that the music activates the parts related to rhythm and memory. And when you play a musical instrument, it uses the part of your brain where your habit-based memories are kept. And that's the same area where other habit-based memories are, like driving a car or riding a bike. And that's why you will always remember how to play that musical instrument, maybe not quite as well as you did 20 years ago, but no matter how long it's been since you last played it, you will still remember pretty much at least how to get started. Interestingly, that is also why some people with Alzheimer's keep playing musical instruments, even after their dementia has gotten to the point where they can't even remember their children's names. Habits don't need our normal memory banks, like remembering a grocery list or maybe your four years at college or a year, however long it was. Researchers have found that people with mild Alzheimer's could remember the lines of lyrics better if someone sang the words to them rather than just speaking them. Unfortunately, it only worked with lyrics to songs and not with other information like a grocery list or an appointment or when to take your medications. On the other hand, it does seem to work better for healthy people to remember specific things like where they parked their car or to run an errand if they say it in music. So it means that you'll have to invent a short little lyric type of phrase each time you have something you want to remember. I'm not going to sing this part. Believe me, you don't want to hear me sing. An example is, I'm going to meet my mate, so I parked on level eight. Try that next time and see if it does help. I'm not going to go into the physiological explanation of how sounds get into and are recognized by the brain, but it has to do with vibrations that our eardrums change into electrical signals, which the brain then interprets, and so we hear it. There are many, many different areas of research going on right now around music and brain activities. For instance, scientists are using fMRI to watch the different areas of the brain flicker like bright lights when people are listening to music. And they are figuring out which parts of the brain are lit up depending on what's going on. So they're looking at emotion, memory, and physical movement. And we all know how we feel when we hear some music we like or it has a really good beat. And we start bouncing our leg or tapping our fingers without even realizing it. Well, National Institute of Health funded scientists are looking to see if music can help people with movement disorders. And one of those disorders is Parkinson's disease, where patients lose their ability to walk and move over time. And I know from my experience with my father who had Parkinson's, that losing those physical abilities was one of his most emotionally upsetting things as he progressed through the disease. The National Institute of Health actually has a music and health initiative. One of the co-leads of the initiative, Dr. Robert Finkelstein, has been quoted as saying that, quote, modern technologies are helping researchers learn more about how the brain works, what parts of the brain respond to music and how music might help ease symptoms of certain diseases and conditions, unquote. Dr. Fingelstein also explained that, quote, music can help facilitate mov- movement, unquote. He went on to say that studies show that when a certain beat is embedded in music, it can help people with Parkinson's disease walk. And it seems there currently is another Parkinson study that is comparing dancing with other types of exercise. So you can also use music to connect with a loved one who has advanced dementia. And they will still enjoy listening to the music and you can listen along with them. So it's something you can do with them. Listening to music doesn't require any kind of memory. It's something your brain does in real time and everyone can enjoy it while it's playing. You may not want to get into a deep discussion about the specific music because they probably aren't going to remember that much of it or be able to discuss it like that or analyze it. So it's best just to make light conversation and be happy, again, that you're able to do something with them. Music can also help you improve your own mood or increase your positive feelings about some activity or goal. Listening to specific music that reminds you of good times you've had will improve your mood and energetic and happy music will motivate you to do tasks and activities you might not be looking forward to doing. Music can also help us to connect with other people in a friendly and supportive way. You can share feelings and memories with people by listening to songs and music that remind you both of those times and feelings or of other people you've lost or haven't seen in a long time. There's a study that has looked into the role music can play in the grieving process. The researchers who conducted the study found that, quote, the role of music in farewell rituals is important for the grieving process in several ways, unquote. And I'm gonna quote from the study itself because they wrote it up much better than I could. So firstly, music was associated with positive memories of the loved one, and gave rise to experiences of recognition. Secondly, music facilitated active participation in the grieving process through choosing farewell music together with a relative. Thirdly, selection music for the funeral in advance together with their loved ones was also experienced as hopeful, comforting, and consoling before, during, and after the bereavement, I also found a study that looked at the use of mindful music listening, music listening, which is just plain as opposed to mindful kind, and audiobook listening in helping to improve recovery from a stroke. And people who've had a stroke commonly have very low moods and what they call cognitive deficits, which are things like lack of attention, short-term memory problems, or behavior control. The study itself used an eight-week randomized trial comparing the mindful music, plain music, and audiobooks with assessments at the start, after eight weeks, and six months after the initial stroke. The assessment measured verbal memory, attention, and mood, and they were using an anxiety and depression scale, and they used it at each point. And what they found was that listening to either mindful music or just plain music alone are promising approaches to improving recoveries from stroke and the study researchers suggested that further research with a larger group of people and replacing the mood component which i guess didn't show any improvements with verbal memory that they wanted to see if they could change things around and maybe get some even better results I picked out these studies in particular because they're dealing with things that we and or our relatives are dealing with as we all get older. Strokes, deaths, dementia, Alzheimer's, and Parkinson's are all health conditions, among others, that we have had to deal with already or will be dealing with in the future. And it's important to see that there is research being done to improve our quality of life and the ability to better deal with any health issues that develop. I hope that some of these studies that I've talked about can help you in your and or your family's life. And if you don't already, bring more music into your lives as well. Go play that piano that's sitting by itself in the living room or pick up an old guitar. Go through your old albums if you haven't gotten rid of them yet or CDs or just stream music or movies. You know, something like Singing in the Rain, which is one of my favorites to get the good vibes going. It can make a big difference in the health of your brain. And as always, please remember that I am not a doctor. This is not medical advice. And if you are having medical issues, you need to go see a doctor and figure out what the problem is. And if it's an emergency, then please go to the emergency room right away. Other than that, I will say that as I have said before um, if you need some help or you need someone to talk to in this very uncertain time that all of us are going through please let me know and I would be happy to talk to you and get on a session with you and there's no cost or anything having to do with that. Also as a closing I wanted to say to go Get out some of your old music, put it on and start dancing because that's what I'm going to do. Have a good week and I will talk to you all next week.